Okay, and welcome everybody. This is Living with Endometriosis, Surgery and Holistic Health, a conversation with Jen and Suzanne. So I'm Suzanne and I'm joined here with my good friend, Jen Lawson. So just for clarity, we're not related. Jen and I met over four years ago when we both studied yoga teacher training together and we became friends due to our shared struggle with endometriosis and infertility. During our yoga practice and our yoga teaching, we did struggle a little bit because we didn't kind of fit the mould of everybody else who was um, kind of like Instagram yogis, if you like. Um, so we're not going to cover too much in this um, episode of infertility. We'll talk about that some of the time. On this video today, we're going to talk about surgery and holistic health. So I'm going to hand you over to Jen, who's going to introduce herself and give us a little bit of a background into her health and how she became connected with holistic healing and yoga. So over to you, Jen. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, I, well, this is like way back, but I got diagnosed with arthritis when I was 27. Um, I could barely make a fist. My whole body just ached all the time. I was taking four ibuprofen every morning. Um, and after going, after finding and going to a good rheumatologist and getting on a good um, medication regimen as far as like anti-inflammatories and stuff. Um, after that is when I, so like 27, 28 um, is when I got into yoga because I found it to be a good way to move my body, and keep my joints flexible, and I was able to tailor it to my specific needs and limitations. Um, so as you mentioned, I have never been a vinyasa fan. Mm -hmm. I think that it's great for a lot of people. And there have been moments in my life where I have been able to and did vinyasa flows classes or at home. Um, but I've always been more of a deep stretch and yin fan. Um, and just also general preference as well as body needs. Um, and then after that, I started learning about what foods and herbs, especially herbs, are good for inflammation. At this time, I did not know I had endometriosis. Um, but I started taking turmeric, um, fish, lots of fish oil, um, like different teas. My acupuncturist um, still makes me, um, she also does um, Chinese herbs. Um, a tea for me that's anti-inflammatory herbs. Um, and I don't know what herbs they are because they are all in Chinese. And I'm always like, Can you please write these out for me in English because the label is like all the Chinese names. That I'm so my acupuncturist, um, who's also a Chinese herbalist, um, creates anti-inflammatory teas um, and uh, with pain relieving herbs as well for my back pain. Um, and so that's kind of all of my, I guess, general, general info. Um, yeah. 
Great. So and so, do you know what sort of ingredients are in all of those teas and things oh. that you get? <laughs> um, I do not. Was I don't from her creations because they're all in Chinese. Um, <laughs> they have the Chinese names, but um, yeah. a lot of what I take though on the you know along with that is um, turmeric, fish oil. Um, Let's see what else. I put to I put turmeric in so much stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Just because I have found so it to be very anti-inflammatory. Yeah. yeah, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, also yeah. endometriosis is inflammation. You know, along with yeah. all the other stuff that it is. So yeah. So I feel like that. You know, it helps with that. Hopefully, as well. You know, Excellent. hard to know yeah. if it's. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah thanks for that jen um so i'll just yeah. give everybody listening just a little bit of a brief history of my um sort of medical background and how i became connected with holistic health and yoga um so i was probably born with endometriosis which is quite rare but that was what was said to me when i was about 12 although they didn't label it as endometriosis they just said that i had growing pains um i have a very vivid memory of being about 12 years old and being told by a doctor that once i had a baby all my pains would go away which in hindsight was quite a stress stressful thing to say to a 12 year old child and obviously as we know now that is not the case because getting pregnant with endometriosis has its problems. Um, so I wasn't actually diagnosed until I was 32 after two years of trying to have a child. So between that age of sort of 12 and 32, it's a big gap, especially in the 80s, 90s, when we didn't have Google, we didn't have the internet. Doctors weren't really that clued up into what endometriosis really was then and they were very very slow at diagnosing um i used to spend a lot of my time in the library reading medical books trying to diagnose myself i used to think i was going a little bit insane and then when i was around i think it was probably about 24 25 i started to um Go, I went to go and see someone about my bowel problems because I never actually used to go to the toilet. And she was a she actually did um oh, what's the word clonic irrigation. And so she did this clonic irrigation and I literally felt like a new person. It was amazing. And she suggested I went for reflexology. And I started to go for reflexology and I just found that amazing. And then I became heavily involved in Reiki. I started to go for Reiki treatments. And then I was in a car crash when I was, how old was I? 37. And I really hurt my back. And my doctor suggested I went for a yoga class. And I went for my first yoga class. I didn't really like it. I didn't feel like I fitted in. Everybody else was really bendy. That whole bend, bendy story. 
but for some reason I kept going back and I didn't really know why I kept going back by now I was actually um a reflexologist myself and a Reiki master and I just couldn't understand why there was this draw to keep going back um and I stayed with that yoga teacher for quite a while, a few years. And then I progressed on to a different yoga teacher who was very spiritual. She did a lot of her um, learning in India. And she started to teach me more about the history of yoga, why we do what we do, what the poses mean. And I just became so transfixed by it and particularly one of her main teachings was about the breath and I just couldn't get over how amazing it felt once you connected that breath with movement nobody had ever taught that before and no wonder moving into these postures were clumsy and difficult and that was why it was because I wasn't breathing properly I wasn't sending the breath to the right place um and then that was kind of life-changing and then like Jen I kind of moved on and decided to study yoga myself and that's how we met <laughs> all them years ago <laughs> yeah so Jen can you if we just touch on surgeries now can you share a little yeah. bit about what surgeries you've had and what your experiences have been over the years yes um so I I have been told that I must have the highest pain tolerance of anyone ever because I, so I got my period at 13, which was later than all of my friends, but it was like doubled over in pain. I could barely get out of the desk at school. Like yeah. I would wake up in the morning, I would have so little iron because my was so heavy that I would just wake up in the morning and just pass out. Yeah. I mean, I would pass out at school. I don't know what kind of like PE gym class requirements y'all have, but we have to run the mile every year in gym class. Yeah. And so, yeah. So on that day, I had a permanent pass because I'd cycling or not, I would just pass out. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I probably, like you said, I probably had endometriosis from the beginning. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, really have, you know, having cramps that were so debilitating and, and you know, super, super heavy flow, all that stuff. Um, fast forward to 2008, I was diagnosed with my first ovarian cyst. I had a, my yearly pap smear. And they um, said that something was irregular. So they sent me from like just a general practitioner to an OBGYN to have an ultrasound. And it turns out that I had a grapefruit size cyst on my left ovary. Wow. Which I did not know about. It didn't give me... Like, I didn't know that it was giving me extra pain. Yeah. I just figured that this was, like, my normal. Your normal. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and my normal pain level is higher because of the arthritis and because of yeah. 
just getting used to feeling bad once mm-hmm. or twice a month, you know? Yeah. Because my cramps always started with ovulation. So between ovulation and the end of my cycle, I'm just cramped up all the time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that, you know, I only got two weeks, a two week window maybe where I'm feeling good. So anyway, so I had to get a new job because I didn't have health insurance at the time. So in 2009, six months before I got married, I had my first um, laparoscopic cyst removal surgery. Um, and then in, and that I feel like was just very basic, you know, I was in and out in the same day. Um, same thing in 2012, had another one. Um, this time they had to remove endometriosis from my abdominal cavity and on my bowel because I was at that point beginning to have IBS and what they say are IBS symptoms, but really it's just bowel problems because you've got endometriosis growing on your bowel. And the bowel Um, is, the bowel is just so close to everything else that's going on. It's going to be the first thing that's affected. And it stitches them together too. So, Mm -hmm. um, so then in 2015, um, I had a new doctor. Um, at this point, my husband and I were about to start infertility treatment. And so the doctor at that clinic did another surgery to remove endometriosis and remove more cysts. And that one was and took a little bit more to recover from. Um, and then in 2018, my acupuncturist um, suggested I go to this place in Atlanta, Georgia, um, called the Center for Endometriosis Care. And they're an entire office who specialize in only endometriosis-related surgeries. And they're amazing. People, apparently people come from all over the world this office and they do this specific cold laser surgery right um and they say it doesn't come back after that um wow so far i've been very lucky i don't have any cysts i don't know if i have any endometriosis because you don't know until you go in and and look for it because you know it doesn't show up on scans Mm -hmm. so so hopefully not but um since that so in that surgery, it was supposed to be four hours long, and it turned out being six. They had to call somebody from internal medicine because my appendix was covered. So they took out my appendix at the same time. They took out my left fallopian tube. They, I had so much endometriosis, it was down in my hip joint. Um, so the endo was down in, like, my hip joint with the muscles and everything. And then um, just, you know, again, on the bowel really far and then just the inside of the abdominal cavity, stomach area. Um, so that was a really hard surgery to get over. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it took me two solid weeks before I... Um, 
felt, you know, like it was, I could barely even walk. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I'm looking at my notes to make sure I did not. Um, okay. So, and I have not had any surgeries since then. Um, and no cyst problems. I do. I, I was on HRT from last October until this July, and I feel like being on estrogen kind of inflamed and maybe some endo, or it just didn't cooperate yeah. with my body because I was having excessive bleeding and I was cycling every two to three weeks. And I, I finally was just like, I cannot do this. So, um, I went off that, um, you know, and I've had perimenopausal symptoms for the past, I would say, two years. So right. I'm kind of easing into that situation, yeah. um, which is why I was on the HRT. But I just feel like that may not have been for me at this moment. At this point um, in time. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So and then um, after the 2018 surgery is, did we do yoga teacher training in 18 or 2019? I think it was eight, 18 going into yeah. 19. Yeah. Yeah, because it so was well, well before COVID, wasn't it? Because COVID was what? Yeah. 2020. Yeah. 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 I think so, it was 2018, 2019. Yeah. Because I remember texting in the middle of the I could sleep in Atlanta after that surgery that's right yes you did yeah yeah because of our time difference and you were awake it was your morning and i'm in the middle of the night i'm just like oh anyway so after that you know i'm doing yoga teacher training and i was able to be off of work for a year and after that surgery i've never felt so good in my life with that wow. whole year like all of 2018 because or i guess 19 mm -hmm. that was in the fall mm -hmm. um and I was off work and I was really able to concentrate on yoga and really for the first time. Yeah. Cause I've been doing it for years, but like when you learn what you learn in yoga teacher training, like you said, how to marry the poses and the breath in the correct ways, mm -hmm. which I kind of had an a good idea of and did because I've been meditating since high school. Um, but something about all that information just made a lot of like things click, you know, and Connection. so having that year yeah. mm -hmm. to just concentrate, I feel like that is the best and most healthy year I probably have mm -hmm. ever had. So, um, yeah. yeah. So you kind of like fused that once you'd got over that medical surgery, which was, you know, that mm -hmm. intervention that you needed and it's clearly worked you've then yeah. fused that with the holistic healing to heal your body mm -hmm. after surgery which is me yeah. is which has allowed you to like i suppose heal spiritually and mentally as well hasn't it because it can be yeah. very 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 depressing and the anxiety yeah. and yeah. yeah well and yeah and too like it's also i learned a lot in the training um and just finally kind of connecting with the right people. Yes. 
even help me heal from traumas, you know? Yeah, like absolutely. And even getting to the point where I can talk about it like this and Without, then share with other people helps. Yeah. Being able to vocalize your traumas helps you be able to start to heal from them. Without crying. So at least from, <laughs> yeah, right? Right. There is the talking and crying phase. And I think that's part of it, right? Yeah. Um, but... Hope my hope is that you know that's true for other people as well, right? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. how I'm healing from trauma is going to be different for other people, but yeah. you know, for me, that's yeah. thank you for sharing that. That was really yeah. interesting, and you'll have to send me the details of the this center that you've gone to because obviously yeah, I can I put the details in with the video so people can have a look at that. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. really interesting. Yeah. So my journey through surgeries, um, so when you were talking there about your pain level, it was quite interesting for me because people have said that to me too. Um, mm -hmm. And when I was 10, I this hasn't got anything to do with endometriosis, but it does have something to do with pain. I am um, fractured, dislocated and chipped my elbow. So at the age of 10, I had to have an elbow replacement the oh, whole wow. here, all of this. Um, and obviously that was extremely traumatic. You know, it happened at school. Um, my L or the bone was sticking out of it was always hideous. Um, the poor teachers, I don't know how they coped. Um <laughs> so I needed surgery, so I had to have a um an elbow replacement put in. And I just remember like recently actually thinking about the memories I had of how painful it was but I never ever told anybody I never ever said how bad it was which I think yeah. is a bit strange and I just must have taken all that pain in and just got used to like having that pain um mm -hmm. So anyway, going back to endometriosis and periods, I didn't actually start my period until I was 15. So I was quite late um, yeah. in terms of bleeding. And I didn't know that everybody else's period wasn't like mine. I didn't know that. The, right. Yeah. The, I didn't know that there weren't passing clots the size of golf balls. Yeah. Like, I never knew that. Normal. Yeah. What, if, it's, uh, if you're happening, then you think. Yeah. And like you, I couldn't. I couldn't wear tampax or tampons because as soon as I tried, I would faint, or the pain would be that mm -hmm. intense. And, mm -hmm. and there was no point anyway because within twenty minutes, it would be absolutely soaked, and I would just be leaking everywhere. Um, I used to have to wear three pads, so like one at the front, one at the back, one in the middle, and then two pairs of knickers. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And now when I think about it, like, it wasn't really good for your health, you know, like things like we weren't really, like you would be questioned if you needed to leave the classroom to go to the toilet to and pick up your bag. Mm -hmm. It would be like, why are you taking your bag? And now when I think about it, I used to have, I used to stuff sanitary towels down in my bra. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or tampons down the yeah. 
so before a class i would stick them down there so that i had them or i'd mm -hmm. hide hide them in the toilet mm -hmm. So that I could go mm. to the toilet, and now, and I think it's just crazy that we were made to keep it all hemmed in. So the stress yeah. and the anxiety of that, and similarly to you, our um, weekly whatever games, lessons, and things like that, it was just so stressful. Like if we were doing anything where it was like jumping over something or oh just just to feel so stressed by it um and then the first operation i ever had i didn't even know it had gone wrong so this was in 1997 and they were going to do a laparoscopy to find out what was going on but sadly at the same time i was just recovering i had cancer when i was 27 so at the same time i was recovering from my cancer operations so i wasn't really in hindsight i should have said no i'm not really ready for this at the minute we need to wait but in them days you never did that if someone offered you a hospital appointment you just went you didn't really have that two-way conversation it was just a one-way conversation mm -hmm. um so anyway i went and um it wasn't until so the 1997 i was how old was i 20 97 27 yeah 27 and it wasn't until i was 32 did this traumatic event come back to me because i must have just blocked it out so what happened they took me down for the colonoscopy and they put like obviously they're going through the belly button and they put the clamps in and then obviously they put the camera in and you you know you're under anesthetic something must have happened in the hospital they must have had an emergency so they must have wheeled me out to wheel someone in and left me in a corridor and forgot about me and i'd walk up from the anesthetic and i couldn't breathe and all I could see was this metal thing sticking out and I couldn't move and there was a cord to pull and I couldn't reach the cord and I can just remember trying to scream but I couldn't get anything out and then I don't know what happened I don't know if I knocked something off with my foot off the bed or what but everyone came to and the next thing I knew I woke up on a ward and I didn't remember any of that until, like I say, five years later when I was told, oh, you need a laparoscopy because in those five years, I was told that they'd done the laparoscopy and there was nothing wrong with me. So from the age of 27 to 32, I didn't know what was wrong. I thought I was going insane. I thought I was going mad because according to the professionals, they'd done what they said they were going to do and they'd found nothing. So when he said he was going to do a laparoscopy, I had an absolute breakdown in the hospital because it all came flooding back. Anyway, he did it. And then I was diagnosed and he said he had never seen it so bad. It was really bad. He'd unfused the bowel, just like you. Um, and then 
and know that it was 20 it was actually 20 years ago last week because on the same day that I found out I couldn't they basically said we don't think that you'll ever be able to conceive a child naturally and on that same day my niece was born and she, it was her birthday last week so I know it was she was 20 last week so it was 20 years um and then it was kind of like they discharged me and said there's nothing we can do off you go that's it painkillers that's all we can offer you and that was when I went down the holistic route and then obviously did the yoga but then when I was um when was it true where are we now 2023 so it would be eight years ago I decided to go for an ablation and in hindsight because that's a wonderful thing I actually right. don't know if it was the right thing or not nobody explained to me that if you have an ablation that does not stop the endometriosis from forming it continues to form just because you're not because I never bled again from after having the ablation and never bled ever but nobody said that the endometriosis is still because you've got the ovaries it's still creating i would still have endo flare-ups i would still have problems with my bowels um and also what nobody told me was i probably went into perimenopause then because within six to eight months of having the ablation i was told i was very close to becoming diabetic which is now i know is so linked to the menopause mm -hmm. it's unreal how much it's linked and i wasn't having that there was no way was i going to be a diabetic absolutely no way so I went, that's when my journey for food started. I mean, I had been quite pretty good throughout most of my 30s, I would say, not necessarily my 20s because I didn't know what was wrong with me. So right. definitely through my 30s, I started to be really mindful of what I would eat. Um, but then once this happened and the diabetic came in, I really started to look at it. Anyway, then roll on 2021. I was then, um, so COVID hit. I became really unwell and I didn't do yoga. I didn't meditate. I didn't go for walks. I became mentally unwell and I sat on the sofa watching Netflix. I would even like turn my phone off. I'd never watch the news. It just used to make us so so sad yeah, hard. it was like the whole empath side of how we feel i was it was like i was feeling everyone's sorrow everyone's trauma mm. and then i started to get really really bad pains again they did send me for a scan because they were really worried and i had a huge cyst on my left ovary and they said, we think it could be cancer. We need to remove it. 
they cancelled my operation three times which was so stressful so from august until the january i had to live with the fact that i might have cancer it's just so every day it was just like it was it like walking through treacle because i yeah. couldn't i couldn't get out of that mindset of i need to know what this is to be able to deal with it right yeah mm. what it just i just i couldn't get out of that so i was eating rubbish all the time it was, yeah it was awful uh, so then I went in for surgery in January. Um, surgery was meant to take 45 minutes and it took four hours. It was meant to have two surgeons. It took four of them. Eventually, when I came to and I was on the ward, they said that they'd never seen the endo so bad. And actually, the nurse said when I came to, how do you feel? And I said, I actually feel really empty like it's weird and when the surgeon came to see me he said every single organ in your body was fused together with endo tissue so no wonder i felt empty it was like i could breathe again it was amazing mm -hmm. um came came home was home for 10 days i was okay i was obviously i was in pain you know it was it was a painful and but I did feel like a new person. I did feel amazing. Even though I had this pain, I was like, you know, it's surgical pain. It's going to go away. It's going to be fine. This is the beginning of like the rest of my life, basically. And then I got sepsis. So I was rushed into hospital. I tried to keep us alive on antibiotics for 10 days that didn't work it then turned into what's called necrotizing fasciitis which is flesh eating disease so basically it just starts to eat away at the flesh internally which was just i can't even begin to tell you what the pain was like i mean the, the nurses used to say what's your pain on a scale of one to ten and i have never ever even with endo pain said ten this was like a massive 10 it was horrendous and it was almost like i had no blood it was just this like toxic stuff running around my body um and then i came out of hospital and that was when it all the whole from like then that was february 2021 until now I've learned to walk again, cook properly, nutrition. That was where I had to start in the kitchen. That was where my whole wellness came because uh, I went into liver failure after the operation, which was so stressful. And then I had to learn how to do yoga right from the beginning as an absolute beginner. Yeah, ego had to go out the window. I no longer could touch my toes. Who cares? <laughs> right. I just I just wanted to be able to turn from right to left. That was like that was my goal. Like if I can just turn from the right to the left, or if I can just walk up the stairs without going on my knees, that's gonna be a good day. And mm. so 
that's kind of my story on my surgeries which if anyone's thinking of having surgery <laughs> you've got two sides of the stories from me and Jen <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so Jen I know you're quite into um moon therapy and the the I don't know what you call it. Is that what it's called? Is astrology. it a word? Moon therapy? Astrology. Astrology. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. know more about this than me. I'm looking into it at the minute and I find it absolutely fascinating. Um, so do you want to just share with us what you've been learning, what you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's funny um, because when I was in middle school, like maybe a lot of people, I got into astrology. Did you find out you have a horoscope? Because here's your birthday. And and this must be who you are. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. these words say so. <laughs> um, but I started diving into it then. But then all my friends were like, you're so weird. Yeah. I'm always so weird. And I'm fine with it. Not being weird. But, right? <laughs> um. I don't want your mold. Anyways, um, so, so, but then, like, I kind of, I got into it, but then I didn't stay, because, you know, your middle school, your high school, you go and you do things and different interests and whatever. But it's always been something that I've, like, been very super interested in, but not really seriously pursued until the past, like, two or three years. Mm -hmm. Um by being friends and part of another group. Um, and as you may know, you know Sarah Marty. Yes, yeah. From training and from Facebook. Yeah. Um, so a lot of this knowledge is coming from her. Um, but at this part I learned in, high, in middle school though, um, so most, most women, and I don't, technically have any stats to back this up with except for if you just read about it it's out there um in some astrology books and articles and journals and whatnot most women bleed with the full moon um i mean with the new moon with the new moon um and so new moon represents um like new beginnings, you know, um, yeah. if you want to start any new projects or, <laughs> you know, whatever you want to do that around the new moon. Yeah. Um, the full moon is kind of your sit back and, and reflect, right. Reflect on what you started a couple weeks ago or three moons ago or last week or, you know, just reflecting on what's going on. So, um, so if you are a, they, it's, there's white moon cycle and red moon cycle. White moon cycle means you lead on the full moon, you ovulate on the new moon. And then red moon cycle is you, um, you bleed on the full moon, ovulate on the new moon. New moon. Did I just, <coughs> the one is on the new, one is on the, on the full moon. Full. Um, and so there's a lot of like old lore. I like to say 
the old ways. <laughs> the, the medicine women, the old midwives, you know, from yeah. long ago. Yeah. So because a lot of women bleed more on the new moon. And so a lot of medicine women and um, midwives and from a long time ago would would be the women who bled on the red moon because they would that makes them available to tend to the women who were bleeding at the new moon right and take care of the village or the, the people who needed it while these other women were uncomfortable because they're going through their monthly thing, you know, and they were available. So so a lot of healers traditionally were the women who were bleeding at the full moon. I have always bled at the full moon. Um, In fact... I've I've never been able to sleep on a full moon, ever. Yeah. And I'm always kind of, like, wired, like... I have ideas yeah. and I want to do, and I'm like, I've got to have like the you'll book by my bed. So I'm yeah, like, oh. you'll sleep on a full moon because it's energy. It's right. big mm. and it's lit up and it's energetic. And I was you never know? tired. So I, it wasn't like I was like, tides. yeah, yeah. So if you yeah. think about the tides, the tides are more up on the land on a full moon than they are on a new moon because uh, it's pulling the water into the hey. earth energetically from the sky so uh, um now every woman does not fall into every one of these parameters because we're all different we all have different cycles the moon cycle is 28 days from full to full i have a 31 day cycle if i do it all so because mm-hmm. right now i'm very kind of my body I think is trying to figure out what it wants to do because when I went off my HRT I didn't have a period for 60 days we had that big giant Pisces um super blue moon the other day and I cycled for the first time in 60 days and it's the heaviest snow I've had in years wow um but knowing that but having that power and that knowledge of knowing that is surely yeah good yeah. good though isn't it and mm. i think it is because it kind of it's a little grounding for me mm-hmm. and it also kind of brings you back to nature and it brings you back to the idea that we're not just over here experiencing uncomfortability i mean at yes. the very least no endometriosis or whatever having a period isn't comfortable so you know but if you have some a little bit of earth knowledge and knowledge bit of of nurture nature Mm -hmm. you can know how to take care of yourself and what Mm -hmm. your body needs if you pay attention to where the moon is at so yeah i think the Mm -hmm. best way to do that is to just kind of find out when your next full or new moon is um they're two weeks after each other so if mm-hmm. you have a period around the full moon, then you know in two weeks at the new moon, you're going to be ovulating. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times you can, you know, think yourself just by thinking about it 
and being aware of it in your cycle but, might yeah. change yeah or at the very least see if you have a 28 day cycle no matter where where your period comes in 28 days find out is it a half moon is it the waxing or waning moon you know so you can kind That's of fascinating blend yeah. them together a little bit yeah excellent and so are you yeah. still doing are you still studying in this are you is this like a program that you're in at the moment or are you just part of a group um, yeah so i um this woman that i became friends with through it's funny i knew sarah before our training um that's why i took that training is because i spoke ah, with her on the phone and she suggested right. it mm -hmm. um so through knowing her and, and some other friends in Savannah, Georgia, um, I got attached to her Facebook group, The Alchemistic. Right. And then um, two years, so during 2020, she taught a Zoom tarot card reading class. So I took that. I've always wanted to learn that. Um, and then just through that class, about six or seven of us just like bonded, like you and I did. Like we just clicked. Um, and so she started her own group through it's an app, it's a social media app, but it there's like no ads, no nothing. It's just like your group. And you can post things, and everybody, oh, you know, right? Uh -huh. It's it's called connections. Connections. All oh, right. I'll send you some info on it because it yes, was, she she has since canceled the group. At for uh, she was she's super super busy, um, and I think she just needed some downtime. But through that group, over the past, she just canceled it back in the early summer. We learned astrology. Um, we learned about planets. We learned about signs. We learned about just all kinds of stuff. And I feel like for me personally, it just opened up a lot of like I had so many aha moments. I knew my son's sign. Yeah. I was very familiar. I'm a Scorpio. I know everything about Scorpios. And but I'm like, you know, if you read all of the all of the zodiac, you know, definitions. You're like, okay, well, that sounds kind of like me too. And that sounds like, that me, sounds too. like me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's because on your personal birth chart, you have all 12 signs in there somewhere. Yeah. And so that's why it, because you do have Pisces and you do have Capricorn and you do have whatever. Yeah. It's just in a different place than, you know. So anyway, yeah. all of that kind of learning my rising sign and my moon sign specifically was just like, oh wow <laughs> it just is a lot of opening up and it so much of it made sense so That's fascinating yeah, yeah really interesting yeah, yeah. cool yeah. thanks for that so are you still teaching yoga jen are you doing like one-to-one -one classes like in near where you live um i am so my goal after we finished yoga teacher training in like September-ish of 2019, I, my goal was to, I do a lot of like family stuff during 
Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I was like, well, and my birthday is in November, so all of these holidays were coming up in the fall, and I was like, well, I don't want to go ahead and try to get a teaching job yet, because I want to wait till after the holidays. That way I can commit and not ask for time off. That way yeah. I can do build clientele and all the things they tell you, which makes sense. And so in January of 2020 is when I was going to start trying to teach. Well, that did not happen. <laughs> Delight, delightful. So right. Technically, I'm not taught in a studio. Um, I do have, um, I offer one-on-one classes, though, because um, I don't know how it is over there in the UK, but um, teaching in studios is not profitable or sustainable. You no, have to it have doesn't. Another job. doesn't. Yeah, yeah it and so, either. so, and, but doing privates, you can, you know, still yeah. impart, and it's actually, I feel a little, a little better, because you have that one-on-one time with the person, and yes. if they're and at can, a place where they're ready to as learn, well. yes, mm-hmm. you can for the person, and, and, you know, like, I'm literally creating classes for my client and I know her abilities and preferences and so we're we're currently wrapping up a seven class um special package of like each class is based around each one of the chakras great and then when we finish that she's already let me know I because when I offered when she said she wanted to do classes with me I said well I offer seven week um chakra base or 12 week meridian based more of the yen side Mm -hmm. which is that's my passion so um she's told me last week when no two weeks ago when she came for class um she wanted to go ahead and sign up for the 12 week class once we finished excellent yeah i was excited and I've got a lot of those classes written already because after I did my yin training, um, I did a two weekend long yin training, um, probably in 2019, I think. It was definitely before. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the before times. The before times. That's <laughs> <laughs> I call it. Um, so anyway, we'll just go with 2019, but I was like, after I got that, and then I kind of tended to lean more towards the Chinese medicine side of things. Yeah. Um, I like the ideas of Ayurveda, and I think, like, I I do, but I can't eat that food. I can't eat any of food, (laughs) and I can't. My good friend Shay of Curate Soul, I'm gonna name drop. Um, check out curatesoul.com or itbaby.org. I think it's not work. Anyway, mm-hmm. she is an Ayurvedic practitioner, and so she has done a couple classes that I've taken. Um, and I keep telling her, please come up with a non-Indian food-based way of eating for your <laughs> doshas because it makes so much sense. And I'm very pitavata, but I can't, you know, I just can't eat that way. So anyway, um, but yeah, yeah. So I'm 
I'm loving my, I'm trying to get more clients. Um, so, so how can people find you? Where are you located? Um, I do not have a website for yoga because right. I am very not technologically savvy and I need to do, a, I need to do a website. I just haven't done that yet. You can find me on Facebook at Jenny, J-E-N-I Lawson, Walden Lawson. It's yeah. Jenny Walden Lawson. Yeah, I can um, put the link. But you're in yeah. Charlottesville, yeah? Yeah. Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, yeah. 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 North Carolina. Yes. Yay. Excellent. Thanks, Jen. Yeah. That's yeah. great. So that's your seven chakras and your 12 meridian weeks. They sound really good. That's a really good idea like yeah. that. Yeah. Because yeah. you're kind of yeah. honing in on those specific areas, aren't you? And teaching mm -hmm. that in a way that can stick as well it's good yeah, yeah. I like that i am um, i didn't told you this i don't think i just started well it's a you buy it and then learn as you go um a yoga business course through um brett larkin who you may or may not oh know yes brett. yeah mm -hmm. i yep. used to do her videos when she lived in new york and i was in my like early 30s and she was not known about very much yet you know right um and i like her still i can't keep up with her now i used to be able to do her classes and she used to do more low-key yoga like yeah like we like but um i, she can't, keep, I can't keep up with it either i bought her chakra yeah. program when I was yeah. recovering and I couldn't do any of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's gotten a lot faster, but I still like some of her ideas, you know? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. She has a podcast now, if you like podcasts. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, she, she offers a business yoga package. Like, you know, you've got all the videos. You can print out the workbook if you want to. You can watch it on your TV, put the app uh, on your Roku. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm starting that, and I think that'll be helpful too, as far as like business. I am yeah. not a, I'm too, I'm so creative, but I don't have the structure. The tech, and that's what yeah. I'm hoping is that I need the tech and I need the structure. And she goes over a lot of tech, so oh, good. hopefully oh, when well, we talk, yeah. I'll have a website. <laughs> Sounds cool! Yay! Yeah. So I'll just tell everyone a little bit about my online program, which is Wellness to Womb. It's a six months one-to-one -one support with me. So if you are in any kind of gynecological pain, hormone imbalance, or you're struggling mentally, I can support you monthly. And I use my proven method of the seven pillars to align the body, brain, and beyond. Um, so if you resonate with anything that Jen and I have been talking about today, then, you know, having a coach would have been my ultimate dream, if I'm honest, to right. guide me through all of those different holistic modal modalities. Um, some I've tried, I didn't like, but I would still open up those ideas to you because it's, you know, there's so much more out there than just going to see a doctor and getting medical help it's so much more that you can do yourself 
So if you've got right to the end of this video, I'm offering a 20% discount for those interested in joining me. So simply message to arrange a free discovery session and refer back to this video and I'll automatically deduct that 20% off for you. So I just want to say thanks again to Jen and thank yes, you for yes. our listeners tuning yes. in to our Living with Endometriosis, Surgery and Holistic Health a conversation with Jen and Suzanne. So thank you again, join, Jen, for joining me. Yeah, thank thanks you. for having me. It's Fine. been a pleasure. Namaste. Hopefully this is helpful. <laughs> yes. <laughs>